and we're live here on Facebook. Uh, hey, Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. New year. New playoffs. Yeah. New playoffs, yeah. 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 Same two guys talking. <laughs> yeah, we like doing that. So, uh, anything, uh, any big plans for the weekend? Um, you know, not, not too much. Plans are kind of still up in the air, what we're still doing all weekend. Uh, okay. Hope to watch some of this playoff football, but you never know with uh, with schedules. Um, yeah. Amy and I did just wrap up watching Cobra Kai, at least the... We binged watched that over the past couple of weeks, so that, that was any kind good? of fun to watch. That. It was. I liked okay. it. Okay. Um, now we're excited. Uh, Danielle's gonna go dress shopping, so I actually get the house to myself. So probably watching football from kickoff to end of the game tonight, and then church in the morning, and then football all day until at least after the Bears game. I might not watch the Sunday night game. And you get some Chinese food. And I will get Chinese food. <laughs> so that'll be nice. All right. So, Mike, why don't we give the folks a rundown of the show real quick before we uh, before we play our intro, Mike? So so what do we got on the docket today? Uh, well, we have the Stanley Cup uh, predictions and more look at some of the hockey stuff. Um, we also have uh, some bowl game recaps and how that went. Um, and then, Rich, what else do we got going on? Well, then we're finally going to take a look at pro football. Uh, we'll be, we'll be uh, turning back the pages and seeing how well our preseason, some other news came out of uh, NCAA basketball. A baseball legend died this week, and the Cubs have a new play-by-play man. Yep, all that and more. But first, let's roll that intro. live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay. Well, now that that's done, let's get into the show. Uh, first thing we got, though, uh, before we hit all of our headline topics, our poll question. Rich. This week's poll question was dramas and comedies in basketball. How'd we do? How'd we, how'd you vote? How did you vote? Let's go with that first. Okay. Um, I voted for uh, White Men Can't Jump. I mean, you, you can't go wrong with uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy and uh, Woody Harrelson uh, schooling people out on the, out on the playgrounds. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. LA. Totally agree. Uh, that's where I voted. Um, other movies receiving votes. Uh, five people voted for White Men Can't Jump and agreed with us. Yep. Um, so that that's our winner. They'll be moving on to the finals. Uh, but other other movies receiving votes were two votes for Blue Chips, one vote for Love and Basketball, which is where I thought you would go, Mike. I do and, love uh, that show. I really do. I do. And one person voted for He Got Game. So um, newer, maybe 90s or even 2000 comedies like Uncle Drew, Semi-Pro, and Basketball got no votes. Yeah, I was kind of, I thought about doing Basketball. Um, one that we did not uh, have in there was the Air Up There. Yes, you you are correct. I did miss that one. Uh, a, friend, a friend of mine uh, commented that uh, that was a little, uh, little cray-cray. Okay. And so he got game, there. apparently got a second vote, but the guy didn't go to our page to vote for it, so. Okay. So, fair enough. So, that makes our finals. So, we'll be doing one more week of basketball. So, yep. it'll be White Men Can't Jump, Space Jam, and Coach Carter doing battle in our basketball movie finals. Yeah, that one, I think, is probably going to be uh, pretty pretty one-sided, I think. I don't know. I mean, you thought it was. You thought when uh, one of those movies was on its own pole that it would be a landslide victory, and it barely won, though. That's true. That is true. So, so we'll get that poll up next. We'll get the poll off shortly. Uh, 
shortly after getting off air today and uh, so be watching for that to be posted on our show's Facebook page and probably both of us will share it as well yep so Mike we got some hockey yes um, to talk about yeah um, so before we get into hockey news uh, Mike let's go ahead and wrap up the our NHL season preseason predictions Mike so um, because of how the NHL is doing their playoffs this year, we're doing our playoff predictions a little bit differently as well. So we're just going to give you who is our pick to win the Stanley Cup, not a conference conference matchup and a Stanley Cup matchup, just a single team that's going to win it all. So, Mike, who is that team for you? Um, honestly, I got to go with Toronto this year. Okay. Not a bad pick. Um, a lot of when I was looking over the odds after I made my selection, Toronto has pretty good odds to to win it all. Um, I picked the Colorado Avalanche. Again, not a bad pick. Uh, that is the favored team according to Las Vegas. Um, Golden Knights are number two, by the way. Yeah. I thought about taking them, but you were giving me crap. Either way, I like Toronto. So, um so, we are going to have outdoor hockey this year. We just found out about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take place February 20th and the 21st on back-to-back days. Both games, I guess, are going to be aired on uh, NBC. And it's going to see matchups. You're going to see the Golden Knights take on the Colorado Avalanche. And then flying in from the East Coast all the way out to Lake Tahoe, Nevada, you'll see the Philadelphia Flyers take on the Boston Bruins. Yeah. That'll be uh, – both those games should be good matchups. Uh, I'm slightly surprised that the Bruins are – they're letting the, the two teams come in from the East Coast. Kind of glad yeah. they are, but um, – Yeah, me too. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised that if they, they went to Lake – that they chose Lake Tahoe as a site that maybe they didn't have a separate site for more of like like an east coast game maybe going like to uh lake placid yeah lake placid lake placid to lake, do a game why not do a game there but the nhl does what they do and you know they're getting they're getting uh outdoor games happening uh yes they missed their opportunity to open the season with the winter classic i think that would have been a great way to open the season I also understand that that's pretty hard to do sometimes, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, yeah, looking forward to those. I love watching outdoor hockey, so yeah. Um, also, from the NHL, Rich, they're doing something. That's right, they are, Mike. So the Canadian division is going to be sponsored by Scotia Bank, the West division by Honda. The Central is going to be... Uh, sponsored by Discover, and the East Mass Mutual. So, so why do you think they're getting ahead of the game, Mike? I mean, nobody else is really doing that. Nobody else has officially done the naming rights. So, I mean, professional sports in general are so expensive that it's, I mean, patches on jerseys are starting to creep in and we're seeing like naming rights of things are getting expanded well the nhl needs to to grow too and for them to do it they're gonna have to have the naming rights they have to sell the naming rights to everything they can why not sell the naming rights to the divisions yeah um the nhl did announce that this is a one-year Endeavor, it's not going to be permanent when they go back to their normal divisions. Although um, I got, I got a feeling, Mike, you're going to probably say, "Yeah, yeah, right." That they're going to keep it. How, how many times have you given, take, gotten money for something that doesn't really cost you anything, and uh, said, "Okay, I got it this time, but I don't want it ever again." Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about your birthday money. When you were a kid, what did you do to earn birthday money? Nothing. But did you want your grandma to stop giving it to you? No. In fact, uh, my grandma kept giving it to me until I turned like 28, 29. So it's only been the last like six or seven years that uh, I haven't been getting Christmas money from my grandma. And man, even though I don't need it, I sure would take it if if she wanted to give it to me. 
Okay, that, that, that's, a, that's a valid way of thinking about it, Mike. So we'll see in 2022 if they still have it. Um, another new addition for ad sponsorship this year in the NHL is that they are going to allow teams to sell um, advertising on their helmets this year, similar to how the NBA gives a gives an advertising patch on the on their jerseys. I wonder how much, like, are they only allowing one? Have they announced that yet, or are they? I think it's just one. Oh, okay, because I mean. I could totally see a team selling a dozen stickers on that helmet. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that, I mean, you know, I have no problems with that. Sell advertising to whatever, anybody watched the Premier League? They sell advertising to everything. Yeah, the, the MLS is the same way with, uh, I don't watch much MLS hockey, MLS soccer, but I mean, their jerseys and I think the WNBA is the same thing. Like the team name is barely even referenced on their jersey. More of the advertising on their yeah. jersey is more towards their primary sponsor, not yep. the team name. And I don't have a problem with it. I mean, heck, we're NASCAR fans here. Speaking of which, we got that coming up in a couple of, in a, in about a month. Mm-hmm. We got to start talking about that. So, which also means start of a new season, right? That's right. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be our fourth season. Yeah. Wow. Our fourth season together with NASCAR. Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, sell the rights. Why not? Those guys are covered in stickers and everything. It's the whole sport in, of NASCAR is a is an advertisement selling game. That's all it is. So, good on them. I mean, heck, the NCAA Bowl Tournaments, all of them are sponsored. Boom! Like that? Check that out. Yeah, yeah. so so we're not going to – I don't recall who sponsors each and individual – each and every one of these individual bowl games that uh, that we're going to recap re- re- real quick. Um, uh, so, Mike, before we go to the scores, I ended up with a record of 3-3 three and three off of the bowl games that we predicted. Mike, you went 5-1, and one, so nice job. Yeah, I did so some, the, I did some uh, games, checking on that. Yeah, the games that we predicted, the Peach Bowl uh, saw Georgia beat Cincinnati 24-22. to yep. Texas A&M beat North Carolina 41-27 to in the Orange Bowl. Citrus Bowl saw Northwestern beat Auburn 35-14. to The Fiesta Bowl saw the Iowa State Cyclones win 34-17 to over Oregon. This is and the one, in, the Sugar Bowl is the one game that I lost. And that's Ohio State beating Clemson 49 to 28. And the Rose Bowl saw Alabama beat up on Notre Dame 31 to 14. Yeah, that uh did you see that Clemson game? I did not. Okay. What do you think not seeing it, what do you think of the outcome? That seems slightly surprising to me. I I was surprised by it. I mean, it- Maybe Ohio State went in there with a little extra motivation because Dabo Sweeney didn't back down from his comments of ranking Ohio State number 11 in his coaches poll. Yeah. Saying that they didn't play enough games to warrant a higher ranking. Um, Do you think, and this is just a a question, Mm -hmm. do you think this hurts Trevor Lawrence? I don't think so. Um I, I think he's probably the best quarterback prospect to come out of college, like the slam dunk. Don't even think about it when you're submitting that draft selection since Andrew Luck. So I don't think the Jaguars can go wrong, and they shouldn't have to question themselves of taking somebody like Zach Wilson from BYU or Justin Fields from Ohio State instead just because of how Trevor Lawrence played in this one game. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I It's... It's going to be interesting, but uh, it's it's a question you have to ask. I mean, as as oh, of course as sports talk hosts, we have to kind of throw that around and say it doesn't hurt his prospects. Um, I mean, it's a loss. Now it's kind of sad that they don't have a consolation game in the Big Ten or in the in the uh, in the national championship playoffs because it'd be interesting to see how both those teams came off uh, off losses and see how uh, the Notre Dame-Clemson Part 3 would play out. Mm. Try to yeah. see see how Clemson deals with that loss, how Notre Dame deals with two losses in a row, by the way. 
mm-hmm. um, just to see how that plays out and see if their their teams can can recover, which is a big tell when it comes to what what you're looking for in like a quarterback. How's his mentality coming off of a loss that he was the captain of? Honestly, the 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 one loss Clemson has, I don't think tells you much about Trevor Lawrence because he wasn't involved in that game. Mm-hmm. So having lost this game, it'd be interesting to see how he comes back and plays another game. Can't do that because it's the end of the season and they don't have another game. You lose and you're out. But uh, Yeah, and that's really something I don't think Trevor Lawrence has really had the face in his college career of no. having to play a follow-up game after coming back from a loss and because of how good his college teams have been and i think he did that with uh, football too or with uh, high school too i think he was fairly i i think he's only had what one or two losses in his entire football career yeah i mean assuming that jacksonville is the team that drafts him um i mean he's going into is he's gonna have a good running back and james robinson on his team yep. and maybe some wide receivers in Chark and Chenault, but I mean that's, he's probably going to have his first losing season on that team because there's still some things that Jacksonville needs to work out. A quarterback like Trevor Lawrence isn't going to magically turn them into a playoff team. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, we say that and uh, when we get to the NFL a quarterback changed changed a team this year. Yeah took a team that looked like they weren't uh, they weren't heading in the right direction, turned them all the way around. But it wasn't just the quarterback there. We'll get to that in just a second. So, Rich, now we have the national championship game. Ohio State, Alabama. I'll let you pick first, and then I'm going to – I mean, I kind of just took the opposite, I think. Just that's to, fine. Just to do um, that. I'm going to go with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good pick, but – We've been sleeping on – I mean, everybody's sleeping on Ohio State this year. Everybody thinks that that game is going to be cray-cray and nobody's, nobody thinks that they're going to be as good as they are. So I'm going to give it to Ohio State this week. You know, it, it's not a crazy pick, Mike. I mean, there, there's less wear and tear on the Ohio State players as they only had to play six games due to the Big Ten starting late and due to COVID. Yep. And – I think you could say that there's more pressure on Alabama since they've been ranked number one the entire year. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, and this is just a just a statement. Mm-hmm. We've not had a number one from pole to pole since we've started the uh, the playoffs. Number one. Number two, the person, the team ranked number one has only won. I think once, maybe twice, since the playoffs started. So, hmm. going to be interesting to see what happens. But uh, let's go. I mean, it'll be a good game. Look for that Monday at I think I want to say seven central. Yeah, I think it is on, a seven central. Is it on uh, on the ESPN? ESPN yeah, because uh, there's no Monday night football. Yeah, and I don't think they share coverage where it's not going to be a dual broadcast with ABC. So I think you're only going to be able to catch that game if you have uh, ESPN or a cable provider where you can watch it on ESPN.com Yep. or through the ESPN app. Yep. So you won't be able to watch it, will you? No, and that's okay. I mean, you can. there's ways to find it on the interwebs and watch it and cheat that way, but, you know, who cares? Okay, time to head over to the NFL. Big week. Uh, kind of our our headline topic this week, our title topic this week. Uh, let's go to um, we'll, we we have some recap before we do that, and then we're uh, then we're gonna move on to our predictions for Wild Card Weekend and um, and uh, what's the other conference thing? and Super Bowls? Yeah, conference and Super Bowls. All right, so the recap of Week 17. So, Mike, uh, for our locks of the week, we ended our NFL regular season at a with a record of 13 and four. As Mike, your pick of the Vikings beat the Lions 37 to 35, and my pick of the Saints over the Panthers was also correct, with the Saints winning 33 to seven. Yep, over, and over on the upset side, 
Rich, uh, you ended at nine, seven, and one. And I ended at an abysmal four and 13. I will say that I tried to take bigger upsets than I normally do and not pick those close games this year. And uh, especially a couple times I took some upsets that were really crazy and I knew that they would win a game and the Jets finally did. But uh, that being said, uh, the Chargers beat the Chiefs 38-21 to and the Cardinals lost to the Rams 7-18. to So, I mean, I, I picked that one right because that's what I wanted to happen, right? That's right. So um, you got what you wanted as the Cardinals lost, which guaranteed the Bears a playoff position, albeit a date with the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. But they made the playoffs, and I I would say because they made the playoffs, they exceeded expectations that we probably had for the team this year. Yeah, I I think we do. We want to do we want to do our our expectations and our our Bears season finale coverage, or do we want to wait until after until uh, next week after they lost to the Saints and are out for the year? Or in the odd event, they pull probably the biggest upset. Hey, and keep going. You never know. I mean, so we'll wait and and talk the Bears our our recap of the Bears season until. Uh, until after their season is officially over. Okay. Then we can give an overall grade for the season. Well, uh, with the season being over, we have some teams that have fired their head coaches um, and job hunts uh, are on the way and the finding of candidates. We'll give you our previews for wildcard weekend and our pre-postseason conference championships and Super Bowl predictions uh, after we talk a little bit about what what's happened in the week um and so some of that is um the chargers fired their head coach jets did that a while ago so did the texans no no the jets fired theirs on monday as well oh oh it was rumored that it was gonna happen okay you knew gase was gonna lose his job we all knew gase was not gonna be there next year so i thought i forgot that they didn't do it until this week but um yeah, the Jets fired their head coach. The Texans fired their head coach early in the season. The Falcons fired their head coach mid-season, right? Mm-hmm. And then so and did the Lions. So did the Lions. And then uh, the, the Jaguars let their coach go on Monday. Yeah. So, of that, Rich, which do you think is the most desirable place to be? You know, for me, it'd be the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. They have the quarterback in place in Justin Herbert. You got... Austin Eckler locked up as a good running back, running back wide receiver out of the backfield. And you got two good cornerstones defenders on the other side of the ball in Darwin James and Joey Bosa. So you're the enemy can stay healthy. So you're the enemy and you're going to say, you're going to pick the chargers. You're going to go out to LA. You know, if I'm not even the I think the guy that should take the chargers job is actually uh, Greg Roman. Oh, no, not, not Greg Roman. Um, Brian Doble the offensive coordinator of the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Um, so you're not the – so, I mean, I thought Biennemi was the number one prospect as, as far as coaches go this year. I I, I don't know where I see Biennemi going, to, to be honest with you. I think that um, – but, I mean, the reason why I say I think Doble's going to get the job in, in L.A., is because he actually went to the same high school as the general manager, so Tom Telasco. So I think that there's that connection there, and I think there's, I think that also Justin Herbert and Josh Allen are very similar, to where I don't think he'll have to adjust too many of his um, concepts. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you're saying there. Um, I would argue that the Houston Texans have a lot of upside that they didn't play to this year. Hmm. Okay, I'll let you finish your thoughts on why you think that's the best, the most desirable job before I give you a reason why I think differently. Go okay. Ahead. Um, so, A, they have Deshaun Watson, right? Yes, I will give you that as a positive. They like, have the quarterback in place. Of, of all of the quarterbacks that are in place in the places we're looking at, the one with the most potential and upside – currently i would argue is is that 
is is Deshaun Watson. Okay? So that's number one. Number two, you still have a lot of talent down there. Yes, you had some injuries. Yes, you had some... But I think most of their problems had less to do with um, player skill as it has to do with the way they were being coached. Okay. Um, so that's why I think that was... Um, that's why I think that it, it was... Uh, it, it it makes sense that that's a great place to go. Um, I mean, l- look at the preseason picks this year. Where did everybody say that the the Houston was was expected to be minimum top of their division? And I had seen a few picks that put them into the championship game, if not potential Super Bowl contenders. Hmm. Okay. So they have that talent. Now all they need is a good GM and a good coach to come in and, and help them out. That's why I think that's a great place to go. You got talent in place. You got skill in place. All you got to do is coach them right, and uh, they seem to be do they seem to do a great job. Rebuttal. Okay, I do. I don't think Houston's. I don't think it's the least desirable, but I don't think it's the most desirable either. And that's because Bill O'Brien traded a lot of draft capital to acquire a lot of those veterans. Yep. So you're not going to be able to bring in high-end talent like draft picks in the first and second round in your first couple of years on the job to be able to fill fill in those missing pieces on the roster with young, controllable players. Okay. Again, is that is that the is that the entirety of your argument, or do you have more? That and there's word out of Houston that Deshaun Watson is unhappy with who they chose as their general manager, which was Nick Casario of New England. So he was saying he was in the argument that they needed to change everything, the culture, the culture, and the overall like how you put together a team. They had that in Bill O'Brien. They already went through that in Bill O'Brien trying to bring the Patriot way and how the Patriots do the work, and it failed miserably. And so he's saying, well, I guess as much things aren't going to change as much over here because you're bringing the same guy that's going to make the same type, have the same type of attitude. So there's rumors that maybe, I mean, they're, the owner's doing the right thing, saying that, you know what, he wants to have a sit down with Deshaun Watson to kind of air the grievances and figure out so they can lay out why they hired the general manager that they did. But now there's also rumors that maybe they're tri- they could trade Deshaun Watson to maybe get back some of those draft picks. So if you're trading Deshaun Watson, you just lost out on one of your biggest reasons on why that's the most desirable job. Yeah, that's... I hadn't heard those rumors. So... I mean, they're, they're just rumors. I mean, it, it, it mean, it's sports sites like this saying, all right, if the Chargers were to draft, were to trade were to trade Watson, here are some teams that could make a valid argument for going out and targeting him. It's yep. not saying that they are going to do it. Yep. But if you have one, if your best player isn't happy being there, that could make, or or if he thought that he would have some input on who you were going to hire as the general manager and the coach combination, yep. maybe he won't be as happy in that city. Yeah. I mean, I you know I can see what you're saying there. Um, I would say, um, back to the first point, mm-hmm. Bill O'Brien traded those guys away and or traded for those guys as a win-now scenario. If you think about it, if they go... So this year was as much about team building as anything. And especially when you don't have a head coach, your players have to, to team build with each other and not necessarily develop the culture of the coach. You bring in a coach that that can jive with that that uh, mentality. And honestly, I think I think you then have a you can have a win now combination. I think the the talent that they have there is enough that they could win now. And so I don't think putting restrictions and and scares like that 
in to uh, – I don't think that that takes away from the – I think the win now is where it's at, and we'll have to see um, later where uh, – what goes on there. Um, All right. So, Mike, let's move on to who do you think is the – which position do you think is the least desirable? Um, I don't think it's the Jets, and I don't think it's Jacksonville. Okay. Both of those have enough goodness going there that even though they looked so terrible and were our bottom choices of teams in the power rankings pretty much all year, I'm going to say a team that falls in that mediocre category. The Lions. I agree with you, Mike. I'll let you give your reasons first, Mike. Go ahead. So... Um, we have been hearing and have been, uh, again, this is rumor mill mongering and, and sometimes that's not great. And sometimes, you know, you got to lean into it. Uh, the, the star player in Detroit is probably not signing another contract with Detroit. He's too good to be there. He's too talented to be a part of that team. And we're not going to see Matt Stafford back in a, in a in Detroit after this contract's up, which I believe is this next year. Okay. So he's going to be gone. What's the rest of the talent on that team look like? A bunch of aging expatriates that had a connect that Matt Patricia wanted to bring in. Exactly. They are and. And not just aging, but falling apart. Like, there's a difference. Tom Brady is aging, and you can see his age when he when he does stuff, but he's also able to still play the game at a high level. We're not seeing that with any of the guys in Detroit. Matt Stafford has put this team on his back the last two, three years and carried it. To be a team that lands in mediocrity. What's going to happen when he leaves? That toilet's going to start flushing and it's going to be over. Because once he leaves, the the veteran talent that's there, they're going to be leaving. Right? So now mm-hmm. our veterans are gone and our star quarterback, who can who then is a veteran... There is no goodness that comes out of Detroit coming very shortly. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is the one. If if you're the type of coach that gets that confidence or stamp of approval from ownership, that all right, we're going to tear this thing down to the studs, gradually sell off or cut the veterans, and maybe you have to eat some of their contracts as dead money, and tear this thing down. But you got to guarantee me four, maybe three four years before you start judging me on my results i i say for you if i'm going to detroit i'm telling you i'm not signing a contract that isn't guaranteed at least five years before like take a a cut like take a like you have to pay me a billion dollars if you cut me (laughs) like i'm not kidding you have to pay me a billion dollars if you if you fire me before five years, it's up. Because yeah, honestly, this, this is exactly it's not going to be a quick fix. And, and what do they have for um, draft picks? I don't think they have any future or extra draft picks like, um, like Jacksonville and New York do. Right, but but they at least have their own high draft picks. But even their their high draft picks aren't super high. Um, I think they're in at least in the top six or seven this year. Are they? So they, yeah, I think they are. So I think that they could at least they're not going to be able to get. I don't think they're they're drafting high enough that you're obviously you're not going to get, um, Trevor Lawrence. But depending on what the Jets do, maybe you could get Zach Wilson from BYU or Justin Fields from Ohio State, depending on what the teams ahead of you do. I do have a quick correction. It is only a slight correction. They are not in the top six. They are actually at seven. 
You were you were oh. very close. Again, I, it's just a nitpick, but but being sure. seven is actually one of those positions that sounds a lot better than it is. Yeah, I mean but, the the advantage of at least being seven this year is that a lot of the teams ahead of them have their quarterback in place. Yep. To where maybe, but you've got to be sure that if you're going to select maybe that second tier quarterback in this draft that you draft the right one. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. We know that's we know that's over. So, honestly, um if I'm them, if I'm Detroit, what I do is I start trying to to uh trade down. I, I trade down out of 7. At least in the first round, maybe even the second round, um you trade down out of 7. Just to get more draft picks, that's that's their number one goal. That'll be in our draft preview. But either way, they're number seven. Seven is one of the I I feel number seven is probably the worst spot to be in. The top five, six, even great great things that you can do there. You can pick up seven is where talent starts to drop off a little bit, but you're also locked into the top ten guarantee. If you're not familiar with that, I know you are rich, but the top 10 players in the NFL draft, those players are guaranteed money that is greater than those that are drafted after the top 10. Like your first top 10 have our top tier money, your second 10 are next tier, and then after then then you're then you have third tier money guaranteed to your top to your first round draft picks. Um, and then the money drops off the, the the face of the earth, going to your third and fourth round or second, third and fourth round picks. So your top ten picks have higher ranked money that is guaranteed to them than lower picks. So yep. seven eight, seven is not great. Eight and nine. You can actually get decent players there. That's kind of your cleanup spot for, okay, this guy dropped to us. We'll take him. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, folks. This guy dropped to us. We'll take him. That's what 7, 8, and 9 are. But, or uh, 8, 9, and 10 are. That's, I'm sorry. 8, 9, and 10. 7 is one of those where you're kind of in no man's land. Your best bet is to try to trade down from that position. Yeah, and I, and I think that that could work out in in Detroit's favor. They have a lot of holes to fill, and and hopefully they can find a taker that maybe somebody values the, maybe a quarterback that fell to that position a little bit higher than they do, and they can work out a trade and move down and acquire some extra picks, if not this year, then next year. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. We. Is there anything else on the any of the so seems how we both agree on the least? Do you, what's your second place team, second worst team to go to? You know, if I had to say a second least desirable, probably Atlanta. Yeah, there, there's talent there with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, but that that defense seems to always be a, a trouble spot for them, and has so, been for the for a few years. Yeah, it, it really has. I mean, they've they've invested a lot of money in on the offensive side of the ball, and they've relied on rookies or guys on maybe like redemption discount contracts trying to build back up their value on the defensive side of the ball, or they've just extended guys that had young players that had great seasons, and then after they've gotten paid, they haven't really performed up to expectations. Okay. So I think that could be they could be in for a long rebuild. Uh, maybe the advantage in Atlanta is that maybe you draft a quarterback with that three. What they have the th third or fourth pick. Oh, I just closed and that out. And they yeah. can sit behind. They could sit and learn behind Matt Ryan for a year before they trade him to a contending team to let the rookie take over. Similar to maybe how uh, what the Chiefs did with Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Um... Atlanta has Atlanta has number four. Yeah, so there there's a chance you could get Justin Fields at number four, depending on what the Jets and the Bengals. Yeah, depending on what the Jets and the Bengals do at two and three. Um, no. Three was Houston. 
Oh, but that turned into Miami, so you know. Man. That, so you know that the Dolphins probably aren't going to draft a quarterback. So it's what the Jets do at number two. Oh my goodness. I almost want to get into a draft. I, I don't want this to. Tu- this can't turn into a draft preview. Miami has three first round or had three first round picks in 2020. They have two this year, including yeah. the number three spot from Houston, and then their own pick, which is. I mean, they they were ten and six. They are going to be next year's team. For them, they're number eighteen. Because they didn't make the playoffs, they're number 18. They get, they go ahead of Washington, Chicago, um, yeah, those are the two big ones. Yeah, they get to go ahead of Washington and Chicago. They're instantly ahead of the Rams. Um, they're instantly ahead of, yeah, the the Rams is the is the other one, which turns into Jacksonville. But seriously, that, wow. Yeah, that that Laramie Tunzel trade really worked out well for Miami. Wow. Miami is now, Miami to me looks like a, that's a scary team. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, if your Houston was was the, was getting Laramie Tunzel, a cornerstone left tackle, is he better than who you might have been able to pick at number three considering your team? No. <laughs> okay, um, let's get into – we'll get into our previews. Actually, while we're still on the subject, uh, coaching news, um, you're an owner of a team. Who do you target as your dream candidate? It depends on which team I'm looking at, to, to be honest with you. So maybe who who do you think is the best candidate to hire? And what team do you think you should go with? The best candidate to hire mm-hmm. or the b- person that I think I would hire? Because those are two completely different questions. Because the best candidate to hire, honestly, in this day and age, um, McDaniels. Okay. But because of what he did to Indy, I will never hire him. I will never right. accept or hire him ever. I think he's... One of the, I, I think he has the talent to be one of the best coaches in the league. But for me, if I'm a if I'm a if I'm an owner or a GM, I'm never talking to that guy. I'll bring him in for an interview, but he's never getting a job from me. I don't care who you are. Okay, so so, so if you're the owner of one of these teams, you, you can pick. It doesn't matter if we agree that we're we're the owner of the same team. Um, who, who, who's your coaching guy? Who, who's the team that you're going to select to be the owner of, and who's the guy you're going to hire? Honestly, and I, I, I said it earlier, and I don't like it's. I don't think it's a huge question. Eric Bieniemy. Okay, and where do you think Bieniemy fits the best, given the situation and the tools that are already in place on the team? Houston. Okay. I, I like the enemy in Houston. I mean, that could be one thing that kind of mends the bridge between that team and Deshaun Watson, since he thought that that could be a good Deshaun Watson choice. Right. So, so my thinking is Deshaun Watson is similar, not not identical, but similar to uh, Patrick Mahomes. They have some similarities. So, <coughs> excuse me. Wow. Um, they have some similarities, and so yeah, that looks like a good fit for me. Um, I don't. Any? None of the other teams really seem like they have a great fit. Who do you think? I, and you can you can decide who you. I'll thi- give you a couple. I'll give you a couple. Okay. Mike. I'm gonna say Urban Meyer. Early predictions, Mike. <sighs> I'm gonna go Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go Urban Meyer in Jacksonville. Not gonna happen. Okay. Not, um, not gonna happen. Right. Ryan Doble going from Buffalo's OC over to, out to LA. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, I, I like that one. I'm sorry, and uh, I think Bieniemy can get the Texans' job. Um, I, I don't see Josh McDaniels leaving New England. I think that I, I mean what he did to the what he did on the in Indy pulling 
pulling an about face and saying, you know what, I'm not going to take the job after all. I'm going to stay in New England since they gave me a pay raise. Yep. I think the next, the logical move, though, is he's going to coach under Belichick until Belichick finally decides to leave the sideline and give McDaniels the head job because they're worried that he'll go somewhere else. Yeah, it's – I don't know. To, for me, he's he is now nuclear. I will not touch – I would – I don't care. I don't care if he would come to the Bears for five bucks and a bag of Tootsie Rolls. I'm not. And he brings the bag of Tootsie Rolls with him. Right, right. <laughs> I'm still not hiring him. I don't care. I don't care if if he he has the Midas touch for for everything. I'm still not hiring him. I think he's got. He legitimately has had this has the skill sets to be a great. And, and the knowledge and the mentorship that he has had with Bill Belichick, all of that, I think of anybody in the Belichick tree, he has been mentored and shaped and given as much wisdom as can, can happen from Bill Belichick. Yeah, and I can agree with you on that. I really don't. As far as the other openings, New York... New York, Atlanta, and Detroit. Um, I really don't have a clear favorite of who I see then. I think Robert Shyla from uh, San Francisco's defensive coordinator is going to get one of those jobs. I just, I don't, I don't really have him pegged for any specific job where I think he's the leading candidate in so, one specific job. Here's a crazy scenario. Okay. Let's say Eric Bionami, uh goes to Detroit. Do you think that is enough to keep Matt Stafford around? I don't think so. I think, I think that um, I think whoever gets Detroit's job, I think they it will be a full tear down, tear down. Bring in my guys, clear out the clear out the old regime, and okay. bring in a new a new young team. And that's going to include trading Matthew Stafford and taking the best offer. Where do you where do you see Matthew Stafford going? You know, I I, I like Denver. Okay. I, I think, I think I like Denver as that. I mean, I think that, uh, do you think Denver or maybe even San Francisco, if they want to give up on Jimmy G now, um, again, we're, we'll get into the bears <laughs> off season playoff, but do you think he would be a good fit in Chicago? Matthew Stafford? Yeah. He couldn't be any worse than what we got now. I totally agree. Okay. Let's move <laughs> away from that. That's all speculation for future less, less uh, time or when we have less to talk about we still have to get into our preview of the postseason Rich um, I will refresh you on your postseason uh, or your preseason picks and then you okay. can refresh me on my preseason picks yeah Go going into the NFC um, you had the NFC championship game you called for the Bucks over the Cowboys. Going into your AFC, you're the Chiefs over the Ravens. Mm -hmm. And your Super Bowl pick was the Chiefs over the Bucks. Okay. So I, I think maybe if Dak Prescott hadn't gotten injured, the Cowboys could have pulled that off. But as soon as he went down, all hope was lost on that. And obviously the Chiefs and the Ravens can't meet in the AFC playoff game because if the Ravens win, they go to they go to Kansas City for round two. Yep. So I, I, I can't so obviously I gotta predict new teams in those two matchups. Um I was tempted to go Chiefs over the Bucks for a Super Bowl, but the Bucks gotta go through a lot of good teams to make it to yep. the Super Bowl. So I don't think so I think I'm gonna be changing those. Okay. When I give you my picks over the air to everybody else. So how did I do? Um, yours. Okay. So your AFC <coughs> championship game was the Atlanta Falcons over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The AFC championship game, you went with the Chiefs over the Bills. And in the Super Bowl, you had the Chiefs over the Atlanta Falcons. Wow. You want to defend any of it before we move into who our pre-postseason picks are? Um, no. I'm happy with my AFC. Yeah, that that one could happen. Yeah, that one could legitimately happen. And I mean, 
I, I would argue that this season would make for a good point to, to give uh, Julio Jones the MVP candidate because if Julio played, they were they were above 500 when Julio played, and below five and, and as terrible as they are when they when he didn't play. So, Julio Jones. Okay. All right, Mike. So, okay. Uh, who is your predict? What's your prediction for the two teams that are going to meet in the NFC Championship game? Do I have to say it? You do. New Orleans has to go all the way to Green Bay. Okay. That hurts. But that Chiefs team looks so darn good. You, you that's on the edit that's on the AFC side. So that, we're just looking the at the NFC. So, that's so the who's NFC. the matchup and who's who do you have winning that game, Mike? I'm sorry, did I say Chiefs? I meant the Packers look so darn good this year. Okay. Oh, Green Bay's gonna win too. New Orleans All is right. not New Orleans is not built to go into the blast chiller that is Green Bay. The frozen tundra. Okay, so your NFC matchup will see the Packers going to the Super Bowl beating the New Orleans Saints yep. in Green Bay. Yep. Okay. That's a good matchup, Mike. Who do you got for the NFC? I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints sweeping the season series against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think if the one I think if one team can go into Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers, it's Tom Brady's Bucks. Has Tom Brady and this is a question, has mm-hmm. Tom Brady um gotten soft with cold weather? He, he is used to playing in cold weather being he used to be all those years he in, did in New England. He did. For a long time he did. But does that mean that he still is? But that I like. I, I think both those teams are good picks, good solid picks. Um, so, and, and you, did you say who won? Um, I'm gonna go with the Saints winning the game. Okay. I think that being is Drew Brees the type of quarterback that can will that team to victory and with yes. on the strength of his arm? Yes. Yes, but they have Alvin Kamara who's shown that he can literally he can take over a game as well just as much either with it either as getting the ball handed off to him as a running back or as a receiver out of the backfield so i think drew Brees and the saints can make it to the super bowl but the path to them getting to the super bowl will include not having to go to green bay that i think the only way that the saints make it to the super bowl is if they don't have to go to green bay yep but that's the only way to make sense. Yeah, but if but if but if fast forwards the NFC in two weeks when we're previewing the championship games, if it's Green Bay or New Orleans, in Green Bay, I'm probably still going to stick with the Chiefs. I'm probably still going to stick with the Saints as my pick to win in that matchup okay. if it happens. Okay. Um, so, over to the AFC side, who do you got in the AFC? Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs over the red hot Buffalo Bills. Okay, I this, I agree. Um, the Chiefs are going to win over the Bills. Um, and then that puts your Super Bowl matchup, the Saints and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Who's winning that game, Rich? You know, it's a far-fetched one, but I'm going to say the Saints beat the Chiefs in this Super Bowl and Drew Brees rides off into the sunset, a la John Elway, a Super Bowl champion, and retires. I like that. I like that as a call. Uh, I'm going to actually go Kansas City over Green Bay as my pick. Uh, Super Bowl One revenge game. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're going to end a little early today, but not too much. We have a few. I guess we do. No, we do have those quick hits you wanted to hit on. So let's hit those yeah. real quick. Um, yeah, real quick. Real quick. Yep. Wild card picks. Wild card picks. Who are you? Oh, we won't go yeah. into the individual matchups. Yep. Who's going to win this week? Just go on down the line. Just say the team that's going to win. Bills, Seattle, Bucks, Titans, New Orleans, Browns. 
All right. I agree with you on all those picks, except for that Steelers-Browns game, as I'm going to take the Steelers. You know, that's a valid point, but Cleveland is not going to have their head coach, who has been their offensive play caller, as Kevin Stefanski is not going to be available for use as a play caller due to COVID. He can't even be in the booth or coach them remotely. And they, their first time that they've practiced this week was was Friday, Mike. Okay. So I think the lack of practice time and not having their play caller, play caller and head coach on the sidelines being able to call plays is going to actually doom the Browns. Okay. Uh, quick hits. And I like that. Let's keep that as a segment every week. We're going to call these the quick hits. These are news stories at the end of the show that we don't feel deserve a full talk about, but we'll give them a quick hit. Um, so, you want to start? Yeah. Uh, John Boog Shambi is was hired to be replace Ling Casper on the Marquee Sports Network to broadcast the Cubs game. He comes over from ESPN. Uh, good or bad? Indifferent. I like it, uh, but at the same time, I don't have Marquee Sports Network, and if even if I go somewhere to watch the Cubs, the audio is not going to be on anyway. So. Yep. Okay, uh, man, th- I I should I should have gone first because I don't really want to do this <laughs> one. All right, I'll let you have the, the last one. Uh, the, Dodgers legend and Hall of Fame manager Tommy Lasorda died this week at the age of ninety-three. That's kind of depressing. It is. I was uh, reading some of the background information on it, and I never realized that he was actually drafted by the Brooklyn Dodgers and was in the Dodgers organization (coughs) either as a player or a coach for 71 years, Mike. Man. That's crazy. Um, Which also, speaking of the Dodgers organization and guys that have been in the league or were in the Dodgers organization for 70-plus years, um. We want to send our uh, our condolences out to Vin Scully. His wife died this week. Yeah, I read that too. I'm sorry for not getting that into our quick hits notes. Um, and then finally, the NCAA basketball tournament will be held in its entirety in Indianapolis. That's right. So they're gonna and West Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah. So they're gonna create a bubble, and uh, a lot of the matchups are gonna be played in Indianapolis, which is where the Final Four was going to be held, and one of the regions I think was going to be, regional action was going to be centered around Indianapolis. Now, a lot of the games are going to be in Indianapolis on the campus of the University of Indiana in Bloomington and West Lafayette, Indiana as well. Yeah, so my question on that, um, because most of these schools are online only, are the are the kids just going to stay in hotel rooms for like the the championship teams are they just going to stay in the hotel rooms for three weeks i think so they said that a lot of the teams are going to be centered and they i think they said that a lot of the teams are going to be in hotels that are connected to the indianapolis like convention center okay. which will have practice practice courts set up so teams can run practices so i guess may, maybe similar to how mlb did their playoffs is that once you're eliminated, I guess, or the, like the bubble with the NBA, once you're eliminated, you can leave the premises okay. and go home. So that, uh, that'll that be fun to watch this this spring. Hopefully they get to play it. Um, again, I don't – with NCAA, I don't hold my breath on a lot of these things because you never know uh, with the way that they do things. So, um, Or if you'll have individual schools that will say, you know what, it's just not worth the risk and the money that we're going to get for postseason play, we're going to choose to opt out, even if they get invited to the tournament. Yep. So, folks, that's this week's In Sports. Thanks for joining us. Um, Rich, do you got anything before we uh, hit that intro for the outro? I do. Uh, Happy birthday uh, to my grandpa, 91 years old on Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Thursday, and uh, also to my... uh, uh, my cousin's husband, uh, Caleb Boogs Malone Green, as I don't know how old he turned, but it was his birthday on Friday. And a happy belated birthday to my nephew, Reed, who turned one on January 1st. Nice. So yeah. big birthday week for you guys. Uh, folks, thanks for joining us. And we will see you next week. 
same basic time, same basic uh, channel. Broadcasting live from somewhere.